Good morning, listeners. It is Wednesday, November 25th, and you're listening to the Lewiston Tribune Morning Report. News and views from your regional news authority in North Central Idaho and Southeastern Washington. I'm Scott Jackson. Today's weather forecast in the Lewiston-Clarkston Valley calls for a 30% chance of morning showers, with a high of 49 and a low of 35. Remember, you can always find a complete weather report at lmtribune.com weather. Lewiston police officers will have a range of options while enforcing the city's new mandate to wear masks or other face coverings in public, but actually issuing citations may prove difficult, according to Police Chief Bud Hurd. My instructions to sergeants will be to use their discretion, Hurd said of the mandate, which went into effect midnight on Friday. There are several exceptions to the mandate, however, and the one regarding medical conditions will make it difficult to pursue compliance any further. According to the emergency order passed by the city council, people with a medical condition, mental health condition, or disability that prevents them from wearing a mask are exempt. The order does not require proof of the condition. Lewiston City Manager Alan Nygaard said he expects the police to use good judgment and common sense while enforcing the mandate, although he thinks the primary approach will be educational rather than confrontational. In a letter to the city council last week that recommended against the passage of a mask mandate, Heard wrote that while much of the state is covered by similar local orders, Few, if any, cases will see the inside of a courtroom. Some of that reluctance to prosecute is because so much court activity has been reduced due to COVID-19 concerns, he said. Heard also expressed reluctance to put his officers into confrontational situations with anti-mask individuals who could infect them, while the department is already suffering severe staff shortages due to COVID-19. A government leader, business owners, pastors, and others encouraged Idahoans Tuesday to stop, quote, living in fear of COVID-19, expressed disappointment in the way government officials have imposed, quote, unconstitutional restrictions, and offered solutions in response to the virus. The speakers included Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeehan, a Republican from Idaho Falls, who has voiced opposition to some of Republican Governor Brad Little's handling of the coronavirus response. McGeehan said she is committed to finding effective solutions that do not infringe on people's rights. She said she's recently submitted a proposal to help solve hospital capacity issues. Part of the proposal is investing in relocatable, high-tech modular units that hospitals can use in emergency rooms, intensive care units, or however else they see fit, McGeehan said. Another part would bring nurses to assist at short-staffed Idaho hospitals. McGeehan chose not to answer some questions from the media regarding COVID-19, such as her thoughts on mask mandates, her assessment of Little's response to the pandemic, and how she might help to improve it. McGeehan said precautions should be taken this Thanksgiving when gathering with loved ones at high risk for COVID-19 complications, but that it is equally important to gather with friends and family and celebrate the holiday. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention say the safest way to celebrate Thanksgiving is at home with the people that you live with. Road work on U.S. Highway 95 south of Riggins that has disrupted traffic since a rock slide in July are now complete, and the Idaho Transportation Department says it has reduced the likelihood that another slide will block traffic in the future. The unstable rock mass above the highway at milepost 188, about six miles south of Riggins, has been reduced through multiple rounds of blasting and scaling. The remaining slope has been reinforced with cable netting bolted into the rock. A rock slide from the slope initially closed the highway on July 3rd, with a second slide on July 10th. Tons of rock and debris spewed across the road, with boulders measuring as much as 40 feet in diameter. Traffic was temporarily diverted to the old Pollock Road, on the opposite side of the Little Salmon River, but crews later opened a shoe fly road at the base of the slide area. A large catchment area was created at the base of the slide to halt any additional rockfall onto the roadway. Last week, road crews reconstructed the main highway and repaved Old Pollock Road. The temporary traffic signals that had been used since August were removed. This concludes today's Lewiston Tribune Morning Report. 
For more on these and other regional stories, pick up a print edition of the Tribune or visit lmtribune.com. I'm Scott Jackson, and thanks for listening.